What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David, St. Clair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks show podcast. I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair. Now, guys, I have the honor to sit down and speak to a sales guru. Marcus Chan. This man is really inspirational. I did my due diligence. He went from selling Speedos to making seven-figure deals. And he's going to dive into, of course, the how, the why, and how he's influencing B2B sales owners and how to become a better salesman. Now, before we you know, dive into the podcast, off the record, me and Marcus were speaking very vaguely. And I was expressing to him my frustrations that I've recently encountered in sales. So if I sound like I'm venting and I'm bleeding on my own podcast, guys, this is the perfect opportunity to ask someone like Marcus, how can I improve in sales? Because if you're not learning, you're dying. So without further ado, Marcus, I want to welcome you on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Please give our audience a three to five minute introduction on your brand, your business, and we definitely want to dive into the backstory as well. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Yohai, what's up, my man? Thank you so much for having me on. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. So uh, I'm Marcus Shan, founder of Bentley Consulting Group, and I help B2B sales professionals earn an additional fifty dollars to $100,000 additional in sales commissions each year and every single year. So uh, I love what I do. I get to do that exactly. I do it through my, our high-performance and coaching programs. Now, before I started this business, which I started this business about 19 months ago, it's been a lot of fun, ups and downs, just like anything else. Before this, I was in corporate America for 14 years. I uh, started from B2B sales, started from the very bottom, outside sales, growing multiple operations, getting promoted 10 times in 10 years to the point where I was leading sales organizations of 100 plus employees, doing nine figures a year in revenue, and have a lot of fun doing that before I went and started my own business. And it's ultimately, it's been a, been a really fun journey, and I'm really glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you on and I want to get, I want to dive in right into it, like straight up, no fillers. Talk to us about, talk to, uh, first thing, damn, I get so excited. All right, Yahavi, calm down. <laughs> I love, I love sales. I love sales. My backstory with sales, man, I started at the age of 14. It started with candy. So I want to know how did sales start for you? What, like walk us through everything leading up to this point, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think early on, I very much thought to myself, you know what, um, to be a quote unquote salesperson means you're in a role selling something and that could be business to consumer, business to business. Uh, well, I didn't really realize early on sales was all around me. And I, I saw it especially as a kid. So whether my parents had a restaurant, so even working in a restaurant, you know, upselling to patrons coming in upselling appetizer drinks, whatever. I didn't realize those sales as, as early on. I didn't understand the importance of getting traffic, getting people in the door. 
right? When we did festivals and food cards, I didn't understand the importance of also, you know, bundling and solution selling and getting people upgraded. <laughs> Those are all these sales lessons that were sprinkled all throughout my life growing up. And then the first role I had in which it was really considered I was a, a salesperson, it was, it was a part-time job and I was selling Speedos in a Speedo store. <laughs> so I was in college and my plan was in college was to work for my parents' restaurant, pay for call, can I pay for school? But then they sold the restaurant and said, you, you have to get a real job now. I said, okay. So I was a competitive swimmer growing up, reached into my network, and uh, a former coach of mine that I knew said, hey, I'm actually going to open up a swimsuit store. We're going to sell to the local market and to, you know, at swim meets as well. Would you be interested? I applied. I got the job. It didn't pay very much as minimum wage, but it was an opportunity for me to start selling in a selling capacity. So people coming in, I would sell them speedos and gear. And then on top of that, on weekends, I would actually, you know, uh, go to swim meets. So I'd wake up really early, 3 30 in the morning, drive to the store, get a, a drive a 1991 Ford Ranger pickup truck, load of old speedos, speedo gear, drive an hour, two hours out of the, out of the way to like, you know, whatever city there was and set up stand like, with speedos and gear. And I would sling speedos and gear for 12 hours at a swim meet. And what was really interesting was, especially early on, I started doing this. And I remember after the first couple of swim meets that did this, the owner called me up who on multiple stores and said, hey, Marcus, how are you doing this? I'm like, doing what? They're like, you are doubling our sales at every swim meet. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I did everything you told me to do. I show up, I set up the stands, and I just help people. And they're like, hmm, I don't know about that. So my boss, the local store man, started to observe what I was doing uh, when customers came in. And it was really interesting. What he saw was most people, especially in a retail environment, people would come in and say, hey, I need to buy goggles. I need to buy a swim cap. I need to buy a suit. They say, here you go. And then people buy, they would leave. What he uncovered that I did was I would, just because I thought I was being helpful, they would come and say, hey, I need a, you know, I need a swimsuit. I was asking questions. I'm like, oh, cool. So is it for for practice or is it for competing? Oh, there's a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. So what are you looking for? Oh, well, it's for practice. Okay, cool. We get the practice ones. Cool. They get the suit. Cool. So do you have one for racing? Yeah, we do. Okay, cool. Do you have racing goggles? No. Do you have practice goggles? No. Like, well, well what happens if they break their goggles? And, and behind the blocks, like that's happened. I'm like, so that's why you back up. So automatically by asking questions, I was uncovering pain points and opportunities. And I started mm. upgrading them into newer, newer offers and more solutions. And automatically their average cart size was going up. And that was in, when they walked in at swimming as well. So then what I was doing, I just had no idea. I thought I was, I was just being helpful, which I was, right? And then from there, uh, I then went from, uh, I, I got an internship at a company called Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Most people heard of them. Enterprise Holdings now, huge, massive company. I mean, they're like $30 billion a year company. I got an internship there. At that point, it was a sales and management internship in which you know you get to learn how to run the business, but also your job is to sell insurance and upgrades. So people will come in to get a car accident. You want to sell them the insurance products and upgrade them. And that was like a different challenge at that point because before I was selling something so tangible, like a, like a swimsuit. That was like right in my wheelhouse. I grew up swimming. Now I'm selling something intangible. Like I'm selling basically air. I'm selling insurance. And that was a whole new opportunity for me to learn about uncovering and overcoming objections and being able to listen. So these type of things are really contributing towards me learning a lot to the point where eventually when I graduated, when I went to a, a, like a real B2B sales role, it was like 
peers hunting. So at that point, I did you know basically inbound people coming in, selling to them. a lot easier than going outbound. And then once I went started outbound, it was like going out there, learning how to cold call, knock on doors, convert complete cold traffic, you know, convert complete uh, convert cold strangers into paying customers. And that was a whole new game to learn about from to business to business, being able to prospect, build funnels, and to generate pipeline consistently, and also learn how to close deals and negotiate. So it was very interesting. Over time, as I started learning more and more and more and more, I had a different opportunity because every every step of the way, I was learning and improving my skills and getting better and better at selling. Yo, Marcus, I can't, like I can't stop like smiling while, while you're telling this story. I feel like you literally just sold me this pen. <laughs> you, and you touched you touched on something that I just want to kind of like piggyback and swing back. You was identifying pain points by asking questions. Why is it that the most simplest things that we could do has the largest ripple effects, but we don't execute that? Yeah. So um, I, I'm a believer. Oftentimes, things that are easy to do are just as easy to not do, and. When you think about stuff like that, it seems so simple. And I remember even under, like I didn't realize the power of asking questions until you know it, was, it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out. Because I remember I struggled early on, but I remember one of the major ahas I had was I was struggling, and I remember I had a doctor's appointment for like a physical. I was like 21, 22 years old. I went to go see the doctor, and um, you know. And they uncovered that, you know, I, I was still eating like a college kid, okay, like not being healthy, et cetera. And I was stressed. Blood pressure is going up. Cholesterol is increasing. I'm gaining weight. And uh, I remember, you know, like uh, talking to my doctor and they recommended I basically completely change my diet, change my workout. And I remember I very willingly agreed. And I was excited about that. And I, and I walked away thinking to myself, how do they sell me on that? How do they convince me on that? Right. And I started to think back. I'm like, you know what really happened though? I'm like, I'm like all it didn't sell me at all. All it did is ask me questions. And I uncovered pretty quickly. I'm like, you know what? They, the whole time they asked me questions. Like, hmm. Like when I first uh, booked the or booked, not booked, booked the appointment to go see the doctor, they had me fill out an application or a form of all your information. I'm like, those are just questions. Once I get to the office, that's more questions I have to answer. Then the nurse comes first, brings me into the into, into the patient room. Ask me more questions, takes measurements, and is really diving in deep. And then from there, I go see a doctor. And then the doctor does that even more. They ask even more questions. They're re-clarifying everything. And only after they, they truly uncover what's going on with me, do they recommend a prescription or a diagnosis. And that was the aha me because I was not doing that in my sales process early on. You know, as I started to realize, especially in the B2B world, I was going out there. I'm like, I'm just going to start pitching. It's never going to I'm going to pitch, pitch, pitch. Hopefully someone buys. That wasn't working. So some of those early lessons I even learned even in the Speedo store, I kind of forgot a little bit, right? And then it was, it was that aha that made me realize, shoot, you know what? I need to ask more questions and better questions. And if I ask the right questions, then I can truly diagnose it. If I can diagnose it properly, then I can give them the best solution. So those are the things I started learning. But but the thing is, is those things take discipline to start doing. Because once you, you realize it, it's like, okay, you know what? I better start doing this. And you know, a lot of times I find most people who are in sales, they're looking for a silver bullet, a you know, secret sauce. There's no such thing. What there is are key, simple insights. But when executed consistently, and you know, you show up every single day by doing it. Those are what leads to great results. 
it's kind of like if you were looking to, you know, let's just say get really cut, you want to get you want to get down to seven to eight percent body fat. Well, you could try completely change your whole diet overnight instead of just working out three hours a day. You're not gonna really it's you're gonna probably do for a while, then you're gonna quit. Or you start simple. You know what? I'm gonna start simple. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go and get smaller plates and bowls. Amazon do that first. So automatically you're reducing your portions by a little bit and that's going to start building that habit and momentum. Next, hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty good with that. I'm going to get a smaller bowl or I'm introduced salads once a week. <laughs> Again, it compounds. You know what? Every single day I'm just going to walk for 10 minutes. So all these little micro habits you start developing will lead to macro results. They're not complex, but when done consistently, they add up over time and they compound and create something absolutely incredible after you do it consistently. Yo, Marcus, you literally, and this is, yo, you're literally a walking library <laughs> like of sales. Like you're just like. You're like <laughs> Appreciate that. You, you literally just solved my problem. You you literally gave me the cure to the no sales disease. And I and I'm just gonna boomerang this right back to you, right? So when we look at LinkedIn, and I definitely want to dive into this because all of my guests generate through LinkedIn. Any potential clients generate through LinkedIn. And I'm pretty sure you have people trying to sell you in your in your inbox as well. And I have people trying to sell me stuff, but like you literally just you, you pinpoint on identifying the pain points and questions. No one asks me any questions. Everyone's like, hey, Yahavi, do you want to increase your engagement or such and such? They're telling me the solution. They're not asking about the issues that I'm having. So I want to ask you, like, how, ah, man, I'm trying to figure out what's the right way to ask this. But how can, ah, man, I get so excited. Yahavi, calm down. I know you're excited about saying I get so excited about talking about this because I'm so passionate about this, but I want to know how can we, you know, not be as salesy on LinkedIn, but be very efficient in the process of reaching out mm -hmm. to these potential prospects. Because when I reached out to you, this is literally how it went. Hey, would love to give you an interview on the show. You know, uh, you know, I interview professionals in business and I leave it as that. I don't dive mm -hmm. into, yeah, I offer X, Y, and Z. So I want to know mm -hmm. like, um, how do you go about, you know, initiating sales? Do you do it through content marketing? Because there are some LinkedIn professionals that say, you know, video content, 12 videos a week and, and talk about your services, et cetera, or hit people in the back end through messaging. So how can we, you know, be better on with sales through a platform like LinkedIn? Well, what's important to understand is, you know, for, you know, when you use platforms like LinkedIn, there's really three types of leads. Okay. You can generate, you can have seeds, nets, and spears. Okay. Seeds are typically going to be word of mouth referrals. So that takes time. So you, you say you're out there to put out great content. People see a lot of value organically over time. People are going to reach out to you. It's going to happen. You know, they say, Hey, wow, I heard you did something awesome for, you know, Billy, can you help me too? That's awesome. You love stuff like that. That's great. But that takes the most time to actually to nurture into something, right? That's seeds. And then you have, uh, you know, you have nets and nets are when you put something out there and you're hoping to catch something. So that's really one to many. That's putting a piece of content out there. Hopefully it captures people's attention and you're able to generate some leads from that. Okay. But again, it's more to a mass audience and it's not going to be as hyper-targeted, right? And then you have spears and spears are sending direct messages, you know, personal messages to each person. That's the same thing as cold calling, et cetera, or sending cold emails. The, the truth is this, you need all three. Okay. And LinkedIn can help you do all three. 
So all those do work, but they have different ways to get results. Like seeds take a lot of time. Nests can take a lot of time. Spears are, can be very fast. It can be very fast to get results. So whichever angle you want to go, you can go either way. But let's talk about spears to be specific. So one of the key, key things to understand is when you think about your ideal customer profile, you know, who you're going after, what do they desire? What are their heartburns or their problems? And how can you show them you can help them with that? That's the first thing you understand. Because if you can, if you can help, you can help them. That's the one of the fastest way to gain trust. It doesn't mean you can have a sale being least your, your goal is not to go pitch them immediately. But if you can gain their trust by showing you our personal value, it's really important. So number one, the first thing you gotta do is number one, optimize your profile. So you're, if they look at your profile, do they know, like, and trust you? And can they see that you can truly help them and that you actually are helpful and of value to them? And that's every, every piece of every, everywhere, your banner, your headshot, your tagline, your about section, your, your history, your content, whatever you have content out there. Okay. Cause if you send that connection request, the first thing to do is look at your profile. How's it look? Okay. Now, now we're going to do some outbound messaging and you, you want to be, you want to be hyper-targeted. Now this method is not as scalable, but it's very effective. So whatever is not as scalable, which means it's more personalized you will have a higher conversion automatically. But you get to a point for your business where you can't be as personal as you can scale back a little bit. You try to find a good middle ground. So in terms of personalization, one of the best ways to start off with is going to be a video. Shooting them a quick video on your phone, iPhone, Android, does not matter, on your phone to introduce yourself and provide something of value for them at zero cost. Right? So for example, and your framework might be like, hey, their name, a little, a little bit of personalization, and then it could be something of value you want to give them, okay? And then that's it. And that, that piece of value could be anything from maybe uh, it's got to solve, solve a problem for them or be a value to them, all right? So, for example, for you, it might sound something like, you know, like, you know, hey, so-and-so, you know, uh, hey, Jahavi here, thanks so much for connecting with me. Hey, first off, I loved your post today about, you know, uh, you know, Asians and sales. I, I totally feel that myself being a, a P, being a POC. I get that. I totally get that. Now, the reason I was reaching out is actually, you know, uh, my big goal is to help people like yourself get more exposure on my podcast. And I love your story. Are you open to jumping on my podcast and just me interviewing you and you can just talk about you? Would you be cool with that? Let me know. See ya. Super soft, non-threatening. It's not a hard close. You don't need to. And if that's a value to that person, they're just like, that sounds pretty cool. Or even if it's not, they're usually like, wow, this, this is different. I don't get many video messages. I'm, I'm totally good, but thank you. Okay, no problem. So that way it's very, you are cutting through the noise by doing a video just like that. Now you can do other things too. Is like you can give them something of value. For me, like what my team, what my team does and what I train is we give something of high value. We give a free training that's very, very valuable that helps them make money very, very quickly. All right, so we 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 got a video. We say, hey, you know, you know, hey, so and so, you know, Marcus Shannon, thanks for connecting. Love, you know, X Y Z about your profile. Hey, the reason we're reaching out is, uh, you know what? Like our goal is to help people like you, BB sales reps, earn additional fifty to hundred thousand dollars more every single year in commissions. I actually put together a free training. It's very robust. If you like it, just let me know. I'll send it over. Have a great day. See ya. Super soft. The ones that are interested, say, yeah, that sounds really good. Which is a lot of them say that. So, okay, I know, I know what they want. And we send it over to them. And now they have some great value to consume. And now they like us, know us, and trust us more. Because we just gave them something super valuable that people would charge a lot of money for completely free. So now it's very easy to have a conversation a few days later and say, hey, listen, what do you think of that training? Was that a value to you? 
oh yeah, that was really good. Awesome. Now they're much more open to have a conversation, uh, have a little bit of dialogue, a little bit of trust, a little rapport. And also in addition to that, if you've done a good job with creating content, you are also nurturing them with your content. They see your content, they get nurtured. Like, oh, this person is really valuable. Wow, this person is speaking my language. So you're able to really, uh, you know, really hit them from multiple angles by a platform like LinkedIn. So you can definitely do content on LinkedIn. You can definitely do direct messaging. In the perfect role, you do all of the above because it will help you generate, you know, the, the, the seeds for that down the road, but also you'll catch some stuff in your nets. And it'll definitely get some of your spears as, as well, too. Yo, I am like running out of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that analogy of seeds, nets, and spears. And this is and this is exactly why I invited you on the podcast to begin with. I don't know if this is an interview or a coaching session, but this is <laughs> this is the good stuff. I'll, I'll send you a bill later. <laughs> oh, no, no worries, no worries. <laughs> but this is but this is but this is what I was looking for as far as just you know, an interview, you know, you are literally the ideal guest that just pours and pours and pours and pours. But let's kind of like take a little step back. I want to know what's drive, what's this drive force behind you, right? Like you're, 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 you're highly motivated. you got all this energy, enthusiasm. you got a lot of personality, man. It's so good to interview someone else with personality too. I would like, what's this driving force, man? Marcus, what is your why? Super simple. It's three things, right? And the, I know those because when you uncover your why, yeah. it drives everything else, right? And it took me a long time to really get to this point because sometimes you might feel like you have drive, but you don't know why, actually. But it's, it's, it's always in the back of your mind because, because you haven't been able to articulate it and break it down. So I've actually broken it down to three very simple words, all right? So number one, like if I was to die tomorrow, I want to be known for number one, influence. And not in terms of like being an influencer or being a guru, but more so of being able to positively influence. So, for example, coming onto this podcast, being able to give you some hope, some value there for your listeners to watch them, like, wow, you know what? That was good value. Now I'm, I'm positively influencing them, and this is going to help their lives. Okay. So, it doesn't mean that'd be a paying client, but in some way, it was a positive influence. All right. Number two is legacy. So, that ties right to, to influence, right? So, if I was to pass away, they're like, wow, you know what? That dude's a freaking legend. Like he, like he, he's had a great legacy. Like he really impacted so many people. That's pretty awesome. Okay. And then number three, love. Now I mean by love is that means everything I do is with care and intention. I'm not coming on here and just giving like kind of fluffy, like oh yeah, just uh, send some messages, put some content out there. I'm literally giving tackle spe tactical specific things to do that will get results because I truly care. I want people to go and do it because when they do it, they're gonna let me know. They're gonna say, "Wow, I, I just tried that. That that works. That really works. You know, that was awesome." Or you know what? Like I go example. Yesterday or this morning, I got a DM. And it's a guy that used to be uh, used to be one of my reps years ago, right? So you know he's moved on from my company, I moved on, etc. He sent me a message. It's been a few years since we worked together. Sent me a message to say, "Hey, listen, I just want to give. You, I just want to let you know, I just achieved this award. This is a major award, and uh, I really I want to thank you because it's because of all your influence over the years. Like, I got a little bit my success today because of the time we worked together years ago, and I, I love that because I'm like, you know what? That's fulfilling the three things that I mentioned." It's very powerful. That's man, you that is I, I, I see. And um I'm pretty sure that legacy will definitely stay here because 
it just in what 23 minutes in you solved one of my largest pain points and i'm like wow like awesome. i love it <laughs> like the analogy that you like how you broke that down it just makes so much sense now for the people that aren't on linkedin because not everyone's on linkedin can you tell them what they're missing out on and do you have any success stories you would like to share with you know since you've been on linkedin yeah so um well first off i'm a huge fan of linkedin um but what's also important to understand is you know if you are selling to whomever you can apply some of the same principles and concepts to any platform so let's say for example if maybe your audience is really active on instagram or are you know on facebook or TikTok, whatever you can still apply the same concepts you know how you message and how you put yourself out there really really important those are timeless concepts like the medium may change but the psychological impact of how you connect with human beings does not change all right that's the first thing understand now in terms of linkedin uh whenever someone says i don't believe any of my audience is on there i usually call you know say it's a bunch of baloney because there's over 300 million active users even if a small percentage is on there they're going to be on there all right so linkedin is a very powerful tool in the sense of as of right now it has some of the best organic reach meaning when you put a post out there the amount of people the eyeballs i can see it is amazing because it's still free so it's basically what instagram what instagram was like when, when instagram first started same with facebook like i'll give you an example so i can put a post out there and uh you know i on you know my average posts you know is about ten thousand views you know within 24 hours not too shabby if I was to put on, on, on Facebook, it maybe get like 200 views. And if I was to pay Facebook for ads, which I do, it would cost me about $500 to $1,000 a day to get the same amount of views in which you can do on LinkedIn for free. So that's really the power of LinkedIn because right now the reach is really, really incredible. Also, because the way it's designed, it's a very powerful way to be able because they have so many ways to connect with the audience. Because you can put a you can put a post, you can put an article up there, you can put you can put a, a PDF, you can put videos, you know, you can put short videos, you can do lives on there now, you can do messaging to them. I mean, there's so many cool things you can do with LinkedIn. It allows you to basically almost replace even having a website. You could not have a website and run everything off of LinkedIn. Now, I, I would recommend that because if tomorrow LinkedIn goes away, then you lose all of that. But what's also really powerful too is because the way LinkedIn's set up, it's SEO optimized. Meaning, if you have a really good a page that has a high traffic to your your page, it will rank first or near the top for your name. So if somebody Google's you, like if you Google me, like the first thing that's gonna pop up is probably my LinkedIn profile. And if you think about that, that's really powerful. If someone's gonna be Googling your name and you, and like my name is pretty common. There's a lot of Marcus Chen's out there. Okay. So it's, you have a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm competing against a lot of people. Like I'm competing against like some, some kickboxing kid. Okay. Some guy in San Francisco. They'd be around. Like, I'm like, man, I'm finally at the top now, but it took me forever to get to that point. But LinkedIn is a part of that. So uh, if you're not on LinkedIn, I do recommend it, but just like anything else, remember it's a tool. So how you use a tool determines the results. It's no different if I give a paintbrush to a kid, they could paint all of the house and mess everything up. I give a paintbrush to, you know, Michelangelo and he'll paint a masterpiece. Same tool, different usage. So how you use a tool that will determine your end result. That was, that was nice, man. I want to ask you this. All right. So 
you know, I was looking, I was reading your LinkedIn profile, which always gives me good talking points. I want to talk about leadership development and what does that mean to you and what makes a good leader? Because there's times where there are people that I'm pretty sure you, you might have had some jobs in the past where you've had a manager and they were a terrible leader, right? So what makes a good leader and how can we improve in the leadership role in business? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, I love leadership and leadership definitely is an art form. And a lot of times I believe many people believe you need to have a certain title to be a leader, which you don't, we can all be leaders. And I think one of the most important things is for a, a good leader. It starts with number one, you have to be really good at leading yourself. That's the first thing I'm a firm believer. Like for example, one of the things that always drove me crazy was, was to have a hypocritical boss. If they say, Hey, listen, Everyone needs to be on time. You can't be late. We all need to be here at eight o'clock. If they're showing up late, it doesn't look good, right? Like, are they living what they say? And that's really, really important. So that's, that's the first piece, right? And then with leaders, it's also understanding like because there's so many key things. Like, do they have great visionary leadership? Are they able to look ahead, anticipate what's going to happen in the future, and take you there with with them? So key. Number three, are they also really key with helping develop people? to be great. A lot, a lot of leaders are really just managers. I find they have people on their team and they the whip and they think, okay, you know what? They're going to be great. I hope, you know, just do your job, whatever versus a leader is uncovering their obstacles, leading them, winning the hearts and minds of their people and making them better. Not just great at their current job, but great for the future job, helping them achieve their goals. And those are things that require true leadership to get to. Okay. Uh, I think number four is also, also key too. Is obviously, I will not say I love transparency. I love a leader who is transparent that you can trust because if you can't trust your leader, it's so hard. And this is across the board because there might be some things you trust them on. You might trust them on, hey, they're really good at executing what they're going to say they're going to do, but I don't trust them when they say that um, they're going to, you know, fight for a raise for me. You know, I don't trust them when they say that they're, they're going to do this. So, that transparency is so key, so key. And ultimately, when you think about a good leader, a really good leader is transformational. Like you walk away after interacting with them, even if it's a tough conversation, you walk away being better. You walk away being better. Versus a transactional, they're just they're a check the box leader. They're a check box leader. So you want to lead your people, but manage your processes. That uh, but that was dope. I really like that analogy right there, Marcus. I really do like that analogy right there. So let's kind of like swing back for a second. I want to know since this pandemic, as far as just like maybe like opportunities or level of innovation, what are some key takeaways that you've learned about yourself? It could be professional or it could be personal that like that you didn't know that you had or, or some, maybe some new things that came about, maybe some new um, you know, joint venture opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. What are some key takeaways since this pandemic that you've recently discovered? Yeah, I'll say, um, you know, you can you can never truly stop learning. That's, that's the first thing. You can never truly stop learning. You can always continue to grow and develop. And it's 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 reinforced into me how important it is to constantly surround yourself with the right people that are going to make you better. I find. If you want to get to where you want to go as fast as possible, you have to buy the knowledge. I'm a firm believer in that. 
the mistake many people make is like, you know what? I'm just going to trial and error my way there. I made the mistake when I started my business. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my error my way there. I've had mentors in the past, but I think I'll be, I'll be okay. And I had success, but it wasn't the speed I wanted. It was only when I went, went back to investing into myself and getting coaches and mentors that had already achieved what I wanted to achieve consistently over and over and over was I able to skyrocket my results. And that's that's a, that's a key lesson that I think many people forget. Like for example, this year, I've already spent over $20,000 in mentors this year, right? This It's already helped me explode my business even more this year because of that. Because you get to a point where, you know, free is not, is not good enough. You can YouTube so much, but ultimately the free, Free is actually a freemium price. The freemium price is really your time. And time is the most valuable asset that we have. And many people say time is money. Time is not money. Time is infinitely more valuable than money. Because I've run out of money before, but it's always come back. I've always been more money. If you run out of time, you don't get any time back. Your time is gone. So time is infinitely more valuable. So really you get yourself in a position where you are buying back your time. So when I invest into mentors and coaches and stuff like that, it's helped me so much. So for example, something that's really helped me for my business was I was doing so many things so manually in my business versus being able to bring on more team, team members like virtual assistants to automation to improve the business. So for me, one of the big things I've learned this past year is really how to automate other parts of my business that I was doing manually. Things that didn't seem like much, but it would add up to like, you know, minutes to hours throughout the week that I was just wasting my time on versus being able to automate things that could do it accurately and better than me. And then outsourcing to virtual assistants to give me back more time so I could focus on the things that really move the needle. So there's probably a couple of things that I've learned for sure. And it's a good reinforcement of, hey, we can always learn more. We've got to put that ego aside and find people who are what we want to do at a higher level than we are already doing it. And this is exactly, and I love what you said, uh, you know, first off, you know, you, you got to invest in, you got to invest in, in, in knowledge and you have to invest into mentorship because it helps you skip steps. I'm going to be brutally honest. It, you know, right. mentorship helps you skip steps. You know, if Marcus is my mentor, bro, I'm skipping 12 steps. I'm like ahead of the game, right. <laughs> but you no, know, it, it, you know, it works. And you know, you, you have to, I strongly believe you got to have the right mentor for, you know, what you're looking for. You know, if you're new in real estate, get exactly. a real estate mentor. If, if you want to do sales, get a sales mentor. That's right. Love it. Can you tell us a little bit, can you give us a little bit insight on your sales training that you offer? Because I, you know, I looked at your LinkedIn and I know that you offer this free sales training. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what I do is, so 99% of the stuff I put out there is 100% free. Right, so I have so many free trains out there, and really, the cool part of when people are doing it and they see it, they're like, "Wow, this this, this works!" Right, this works. So ultimately, eventually, at, at one point or the other, they will say, "Marcus, you know what? Um, I want to learn more about your other program, which comes with a premium price tag because you get premium results. Because ultimately, you get my whole brain digitized into a program, and that, that program is it's what I call Six Figure Sales Academy. It's part of my Inner Circle program in which they get a whole comprehensive digital program, which is step-by-step -step, every single part of the sales process from prospecting mindset routine to running discovery calls to closing to uh, growing getting promoted, which is it's absolutely massive. But it's designed to accelerate your results. So that's why it's not uncommon. People immediately start booking more appointments in a couple of days to closing deals in the first week or two weeks to making crazy amounts of money within the first 30 to 90 days because 
it the stuff works and I'm always refining it to first meets, but they also get weekly group coaching with me. So every single week they're jumping on and I'm coaching them through. So the way I picture it, it's kind of like this, even with the, the digital portion with all the templates, and all that stuff, that's a skeleton that'll probably, you know, answer like 80% of the stuff as a skeleton. The coaching calls are the muscle. That's how we build the muscle and make sure you have a strong foundation across the board and you can really customize to your situation, whether it's email work, phone work, discovery call, specific account situation. And this way they can walk through knowing exactly what to do next. So that's what's key. But ultimately, this is why I've always, I've always believed, right? Like I know my coaching works. I know my program works incredibly well. But the most important factor is actually the person because I can give them all the greatest the knowledge bombs in the world, but they can't execute. They're not going to get any results. So that's why I, I only bring in people who are 100% committed because when you're 100% committed to your personal goals, that's when you're going to show up because the stuff I teach, they might be simple, but uncomfortable for some people. You know, for example, you're good on camera. Some people almost say, hey, listen, if you want better conversion on uh, on your emails or LinkedIn, your videos need to be exactly like this. And some people are going to like, oh, I don't know about that, even though it works, but it's uncomfortable to do it still regardless. So those are some things you have to overcome. But ultimately, those who are 100% committed get a crazy ROI because they are showing up in aptitude and they're highly coachable. Yo, this was definitely one of my personal favorite interviews you know there's so much there's so much highlights that you talked about you talked about the like no trust you talked about optimizing your linkedin profile you talked about the benefits of having a linkedin profile with, with the seo also the freemium i've never heard of that terminology the freemium right because I, I strongly believe people don't respect free they do respect the fee so Oh yeah. Those who pay, pay attention. I want to ask you this question and I wrote this down. It's literally right over uh, the freemium. Why do you lead with, why? I know you lead with value, but why do you lead with free? Like, is, is that, would you say that's your net? No, your yeah. Would you say that's your net or your seed? So it depends, right? So there's a couple of different ways you can go about it, right? So um, it, it's definitely a net for sure. It's a net that goes out there because a lot of people can, can, can consume the free stuff. And some stuff is ungated, meaning they can just access it without, you know, giving up anything like an email address. And some stuff is gated, right? Now, the, the, the reality is, is like if they're entering my gated content, they will have other nurture, uh, they'll have a, they'll get a nurture sequence. So there's emails and more value, more value, more value, more value to get them to the points they wanting to invest and join, right? Because um, anybody out there can create a very cheap inexpensive product out there that gets eh results. But when you can create a premium offer, which is what I have, that gets crazy results, you can charge a lot more and get better results and also better clients too. So this is actually why I, I'm not a fan of low ticket offers. I don't like you know selling the seven dollar ebooks, the ten dollar ebooks, and that being the primary source of income, or you know the hundred dollar course, a thousand dollar course, because typically you attract a, a very different audience as well. Because usually the, the ones who are buying those type of programs usually have a very low completion rate and usually a pretty low success rate. So they may sell a, sell, you know, a, a higher a volume, but they usually have more issues, more refund requests, more issues, more customer complaints, more of the wrong people in versus when you have a high, a high premium offer, a high ticket offer, you get the best people who are the most serious and, and take the most action. 
And that's just reality. Like I can't remember how many of those, you know, $400 courses I bought in the past that I opened one time and never looked at it again. That happens all the time. But when it stings the wall a little bit, you pay more attention. That's why the more you pay, the more you pay attention. That's why you have to skin the game. So vital for taking action. Yo, can you say that one more time? Because I need, I, can you just say that one more? The more you pay, can you say that one more time? The more you pay, the more you pay attention. Literally, that's going to be the caption for this um, interview. This was incredible. Yo, I got it. We got to, we got to, we definitely need to chat. Uh, we definitely need to chat again. Uh, this interview, with this being previously recorded, I would love to do, and I definitely really offer, you know, you know, another interview, but I definitely want to talk to you via LinkedIn Live and make it engaging because I think there's a lot more people that have maybe more questions, you know, like similar to mine, but a little bit more in their pain points as well. This was, yo, Marcus. Yo, I I, I see I, I see it. Man. I see it. <laughs> the seven figures, man. <laughs> Lots of in between. Lots of in between. So, <laughs> oh man, this was, oh this was good. And you know what, really, man, it's crazy because we were literally talking off the record, and I was telling you about all my issues, and I I feel like my spirits is like super high with all this resourceful sales information i feel like my battery just got charged and i'm ready to go to war <laughs> Let, let's go and you, i, I just, you do what we talk about today and you'll you'll start you'll start bringing in more clients if you just, yeah. if you just do what we talk about today <laughs> this was yo man i am so i am so stoked and this is why i i love what i do because i get to meet people like you and plus it's like my secret sauce with networking too like i get this insight and it's just so and it's so good and my audience could listen to this and everyone could just benefit from this information because you know i'm someone who's been doing sales since i was 14 but as i mentioned before like like after a while you know what's worked in 2010 does not work in 2021 that like right. they, it's a new day and age, right? This mm -hmm. is the, the the like the time of the AI and automation and all these other valuables that come into play. It's not just you know in person; it's remotely mm -hmm. too. So right. moving along and evolving with the time. So man, you touched on a lot of things. All right. So in closing thoughts, because I really get really excited, and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to definitely cross paths. So in closing. What do you want the audience to take away from this interview, Marcus? Because this was really good. What do you want the audience to take away in your closing thoughts? Mm, man, we dropped a lot of bombs here today. And, um, you know, I think it, it, if anything, um, sales is a game that can very much be learned. And if you learn how to master sales, you are learning how to, you know, serve at the highest level for your clients, especially if you have a fantastic offer. So, you know, go out there. It's very possible to have a lot of success in sales, regardless of your background, regardless of your experience, if you're willing to commit and to show up. Marcus, go ahead. And uh, also, please shout yourself out. Let us know where, where can we follow your content? Where can we reach out via website? And, and just throw, throw all that in there. 
cool, brother. So super simple, right? You can find me on LinkedIn as Speedos the in the tagline for Marcus Chance, the only guy with Speedos in the tagline as of right now. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook as well. Easy to find there too. Uh, you can also head to sixfiguresalesacademy.com. That's sixfiguresalesacademy.com. There's free training. There's bonuses. There's my blog. There's a bunch of free stuff in there that's going to help you sell and earn more immediately. Whew. This was great, man. You, you know, you miss every sale that you don't initiate. And Marcus, right. this was this was literally what I needed. And I just again, I, I just want to say thank you. I definitely want to say thank you to the universe for bringing Marcus on this podcast because you know the right people will show up at the right time and deliver the right message. And Marcus, you literally did that today because I expressed to you what I'm doing after this interview. And for that, man. I, I want to say thank you because I, I, I don't want to say I think. I hate the word I think. I strongly believe with what you said during this interview changed my life with I those little simple things because the simplest things, the smallest things have the largest ripple effect. And, you know, it, I don't want to say like, you know, I'm pretty sure you heard this saying over and over again on LinkedIn. You're one connection away. You're one connection away from changing your life. Here we go. Right. So. I love it, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you give me a huge head here. Thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure. No, yeah. nah, you know, it, you know, it, it's really, it's a pleasure. And and I definitely want to thank you again. So in closing, guys, please uh, stream this episode and all episodes of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Now streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, Radio Public. You can watch this full interview from start to finish on YouTube. You can click the links in the episode description. You can reach out to Marcus directly for a coaching session, etc. Visit his LinkedIn profile. If you guys don't have LinkedIn at this point, you need LinkedIn to reach out to Marcus or visit his website, visit his Facebook, Instagram, reach out. If this was the episode that did it for you, don't hesitate on your greatness. Go out there and be great. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I'm out. Peace.